Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Today we are on Season 4, Episode 2, The Days and Nights of Sophia Petrilla. This episode originally aired on October 22nd of 1988. So other intriguing historical events have transpired on October the 22nd. Well, in 794, Emperor Kanmu relocates the Japanese capital to the city of Hyankyo, now known as Kyoto. In 1884, the International Meridian Conference in Washington, D.C. adopts Greenwich Mean Time worldwide, creating 24 international time zones with longitude zero at the Greenwich Meridian. Uh, in 1938, Chester Carlson demonstrates the first Xerox copy machine. In our strange history event of, the, of today, in 1969, Paul McCartney denies rumors that he is actually dead and has been replaced by a look and sound-alike clone or impersonator. I forget exactly uh, what the context to that part was, how he was replaced. I forget if it was cloning or just a really good impersonator. <laughs> I forget what that was supposed to have been. Huh. Um, in 1979, the 100 millionth person to visit Walt Disney World walks through its gates. At our most recent event on October 22nd of 2018, Cameroon's President Paul Bia wins his seventh term in office, extending his 36 years in office in an election marred by intimidation tactics and low voter turnout. <laughs> so that is our history lesson for the day. So why don't you tell us what transpires in this edition of the Golden Girls? Oh, all about Sophia. Yes. Scene one, we're in the kitchen. Blanche and Dorothy's at the table. Rose enters. Then Sophia enters in a raincoat as she is going to the market to buy a nectarine. Apparently she does this every day. Well, this is the first word here and I would. We've never noticed this before. As Sophia leaves and the other three girls continue talking around the table. Scene two, we're at the market, Sophia and her nectarines. How she treats other people isn't always really a good way here, but she does get some good laughs here. Scene three, we're back in the kitchen. The three girls continue talking. Blanche talks about Preston Villa, who had long, floppy ears, kind of like a basset hound. They talk about some other items. They decide to rearrange the furniture in the living room. Scene four, we're on the boardwalk. Sophia is leading a female jazz band. What talent. They are apparently making money for the clinic. Then they take a break and discuss lunch. The rain has a break and they continue their playing with Sophia conducting. They raise a bit of money this time around. They were a little bit more motivated. Scene five, we're back in the kitchen. The three girls just finished a pizza. They talk a little, then decide they are wasting time and Rose hates the idea of wasting time. Rose wants to tell a story about St. Olaf. It was 1955, and they had just moved into their first house, right next door to Pigpen Johansson. Yes, and Johansson was the nickname, not Pigpen. Pigpen has just turned 80 years old, and the town bylaws made him leave his job teaching driver's training at the high school. Without a job, Pigpen started feeling useless, so the town fathers thought they'd give him a new job putting up the Welcome to St. Olaf sign out on Miller's Lane. That same year on Founders Day, the governor was coming and Pigpen forgot to put up the sign. 
the governor drove straight through town without ever realizing he was in St. Olaf. They took down Pigpen's picture in the auto shop that used to hang next to Andy Granatella's. Uh, scene six, we're at the Biscayne General Hospital. Sophia volunteers as a sunshine lady. We see how Sophia reacts to all the patients. She isn't the best by far, but she is pretty good with this young boy. That's there. Scene seven, we're in the kitchen again. The girl's talking and the cake is finished baking. We get more talk from the three girls. The girls decide not to waste the day, but get up to go to the living room as Jeopardy is on in 15 minutes. Scene eight, we're back at Biscayne General Hospital. Sophia is playing with a young boy still. The boy possibly has AIDS from a blood, blood transfusion that was messed up. And Sophia uh, sits with him. Scene nine, we're in the living room. Girls on the couch, and we hear a game show theme song playing, ending on the TV. And to my uncultured ear, it sounded a bit like that grab that dough from last season. Uh, Sophia enters and heads off to her bedroom and she tells them she did what she does every day. She bought a nectarine as this episode ends. Well, we have a few cultural references. Uh, Cold Duck, which is a the brand name of a sparkling wine manufactured in the U.S. Uh, Fredericks of Hollywood which was a well-known retailer of women's lingerie in the U.S., with stores in many shopping malls across the country, uh, but filed for bankruptcy in 2015. All 93 uh, brick-and-mortar outlets uh, were closed. Uh, the brand was acquired by Authentic Brands Group and has since been relaunched as an online-only retailer. If you're in the market for women's lingerie, you can go Google them out. Okay. If you're interested. Um... So, part of the thing that, like, uh, Rose and those three want to do, one of the things they want, they're, they're going to rearrange the furniture in the living room. I don't really know why. I don't see any issue with their layout. I don't either. Uh, but they're going to rearrange the furniture. But one of the things they bring up doing is to reline the kitchen shelves. Yes. And I was like, what in the world are they talking about? <laughs> so, um, apparently, and this is apparently still done today because I Googled it and I can buy shelf liners at Walmart and all right now. Um so typically is like just a piece of paper you put on your shelf to yeah. like catch any crumbs, I guess, that fall off your products in there, I guess. I guess. I, I don't know. I That's guess, pretty much usually it. glue it to the bottom. So that that too, yeah. So um Caesar Chavez was an American labor leader and civil rights activist who, along with Dolores Huerta, co-founded the National Farm Workers Association in 1962. Uh, the Boy Scouts is the largest scouting organization and one of the largest youth organizations in the United States, with about 2.3 million youth participants and about 1 million adult volunteers. It was founded in 1910. Uh, and as part of the International Scout Movement and became a founding member organization of the World Organization of the Scout Movement in 1922. Um, so Sophia, when she's at the supermarket trying to return the lamb chop, 
Uh, she states that she's a representation uh, representative of Nopral. Yeah. Uh, so I looked into like uh, yeah. retired people rights organizations, okay. and stuff like this. So there are obviously quite a few out there. Uh, the first couple I found were the National Center on Law and Elder Rights, uh, Justice in Aging, among many other uh, organizations of that nature. Um, Valerie Harper is an actress best known for playing Rhoda on the Mary Tyler Moore show and its spinoff Rhoda, a four-time Emmy winner, I assume, for Mary Tyler Moore. Um, well, Emmy, uh, Emmy won for Mary Tyler Moore, won for Mary Tyler Moore, won for Mary Tyler Moore, won once for Rhoda, uh, but was nominated many other times for, uh, both shows as well um neiman marcus an american chain of luxury department stores we've discussed a few times uh gazpacho is a cold soup made of raw blended vegetables is a classic of spanish cuisine originated in the southern region of andalusia is widely eaten throughout spain and portugal particularly during the summers it is a refreshing and cool soup mixture there are other recipes called gazpacho, such as gazpacho manchego, which is very different from Andalusian gazpacho. There are also a number of dishes that are closely related to Andalusian gazpacho and often considered variants thereof, such as ello blanco, salamoreo, piperdurana, porra which is closer to a bread soup, uh, coyandango, and Portuguese gazpacho as well. Uh, consomme uh, is a type of clear soup made from richly flavored stock or bouillon that has been clarified, a process that uses egg whites to remove fat and sediment. Uh, it has three English pronunciations. Traditionally in the UK, the stress is on the middle symbol, syllable, uh, so that would be consame, I'm guessing. In modern UK English, the stress is on the first, so consomme, I'm guessing, and then okay. in the U.S. the stress is on the last, so uh, consomme would be the U.S. one there with uh. the long vowel, as is traditional in America for long vowels instead of short vowels. Um, so I think Blanche says something that uh, someone could pick up radio-free Europe with something so I assume she doesn't mean the R.E.M. song, though she could, because that would actually make sense for the time. Uh, well, not really, because no. that R.E.M. song was the early 80s. This is the late 80s, so we'd be on, like, um, we'd be on, like, green and all around this time. So that'd be, yeah. I assume she meant um, Radio Free Europe, a United States government-funded organization that broadcasts and reports news, information, and analysis to countries in Eastern Europe, Central Asia, and the Middle East, where the government says that the free flow of information is either banned by government authorities or not fully developed. Hmm. Um, so Blanche also uh, brings up the concept of uh, ear size being indicative of penis length. Uh -huh. So, from my research on the topic, not remotely accurate, 
And the only way, also from my research on the topic, the only way uh, to know the how long any penis haver's penis is is, of course, to get up and close and personal with uh, the penis in question, of course. Okay. Uh, mimosas are a cocktail composed of one part champagne or other sparkling wine and one part chilled citrus juice, typically orange juice, but you could go for lemon or lime if you're feeling wild, I guess. Uh, but typically it'll be uh, one part champagne and one part orange juice, typically. Uh, it is traditionally served in a tall flute at brunch, weddings, or as part of first class service on some passenger train and airlines. Okay. Uh, Mike Douglas was an American big band singer, entertainer, and TV talk show host, as well as an actor. Uh, Ferdinand Marcos was a Filipino position, politician, Filipino position, a Filipino politician and kleptocrat, uh, who was the 10th president of the Philippines from 1965 to 1986. He was a leading member of the far-right New Society movement, ruling as a dictator of the country, placing the Philippines under martial law from 1972 until 1981. His regime was infamous for its corruption, extravagance, and brutality. Uh, he also claimed to have been an active part in World War II, uh, fighting alongside the Americans in the Bataan Death March and being the most decorated war hero in Filipino history. Uh, a number of his claims were later found to be falsified, and the U.S. Army documents described Marco's wartime claims as, quote, fraudulent and absurd. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's the short version of um, Ferdinand Marcos. Uh, Hugh Downs is a retired American broadcaster, TV host, news anchor, TV producer, author, game show host, and music composer, perhaps best known for his roles as co-host of the Today Show, uh, from 62 to 71, host of the game show Concentration from 1958 to 69, and anchor of the ABC News Magazine 2020 from 1978 to 99, uh, also served as the announcer for Tonight, starring Jack Parr, uh, the host of the PBS talk show Over Easy, and co-host of the syndicated talk show Not For Women Only. Uh, the Today Show, we've talked about many times, is a news morning TV program. Uh, Founders Day uh, is apparently actually a holiday. Now, it originates from a proclamation by the United States Continental Congress on October 11th of 1782 in response to Great Britain's expected military defeat in the American Revolutionary War. Uh, the purpose of the proclamation was to thank God for America's good fortune in the Revolutionary War. Uh, this, this did not form the basis for Thanksgiving Day, as it is known presently. Uh, congressional and presidential declarations have named several days of thanks each year throughout the Revolutionary War period and after. Uh, this particular day of thanks uh, falls on November 28th. So that's Founders Day. Um, Andy Granatelli was an American businessman, most prom prominent as the CEO of STP Oil, I believe, uh, was also a major figure in car racing. Uh, Sunshine Ladies 
uh, is a uh, an organization that is uh, or a foundation that its mission is to invest in organizations and programs dedicated to providing opportunities for the advancement of education, well-being, and new life choices for disadvantaged people with special empathy for the working poor and families in crisis. Hmm. So that's what I found on that one. Uh, General Hospital is an American daytime TV medical drama is the longest-running American soap opera in production and the second-longest-running drama in American television history, second only to Guiding Light. Uh, it is currently the world's third-longest-running scripted drama series still in production after two British shows, The Archers, which is a radio program that is still going on now after nearly 19,000 episodes, uh, and Coronation Street, which is a British soap opera uh, that started airing in December of 1960. Uh, General Hospital debuted in April of 1963. It holds the record for most daytime Emmys, uh, Emmy wins for outstanding drama series with 13 of those. Uh, and, as, and in February of last year, it aired its 14,000th episode. So do not worry. That will be the next show we cover here when we discuss all. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. No, no, no. no. Um, can't. I don't even imagine half of those be Exist. viewable. No. Uh, um, borscht is a sour soup common in Eastern Europe and Northern Asia. Uh, it is mo In English, the word borscht is most often associated with the soup's variant of Ukrainian origin, uh, typically made with beetroots as one of the main ingredients, giving the dish its distinctive red color. The same name, however, is also used for a wide selection of sour soups without beetroot, such as sorrel-based green borscht, rye-based white borscht, and cabbage borscht. Uh, it derives from an ancient soup originally cooked from pickled stems, leaves, and umbels of common hogweed, uh, a herbaceous plant that typically grows in damp meadows, uh, which lent the dish its Slavic name. Uh, with time, it has evolved into a diverse array of tart soups, among which the beet-based red borscht has become the most popular. It is typically made by combining meat or bone stock with sautéed vegetables, which, as well as beetroots, uh, usually include cabbage, carrots, onions, potatoes, and tomatoes. And depending on the recipe, it may include meat or fish or be purely vegetarian. can be served either hot or cold and can range from a hearty one-pot meal to a clear broth or a smooth drink and is often served with samatana or sour cream, hard-boiled eggs or potatoes, but there do, doesn't exist an ample choice of more involved garnishes and side dishes such as uzka or pampushki that can also be served with this soup. Its popularity has spread throughout Eastern Europe and the former, former Russian Empire and by way of migration to other continents. Uh, in North America, it is often linked with either the Jews or the Mennonites, the groups who first brought it here from Europe. Several ethnic groups claim borscht in its various local guises, their own national dish, consumed as part of ritual meals within Eastern Orthodox, Greek Catholic, Roman Catholic, and Jewish religious traditions. So that is borscht in the short version. 
Uh, Adlai Stevenson. Uh, I assume they meant this one. There was about four people I could have picked that have a Wikipedia page. Um, so Adlai Stevenson was an American lawyer, politician, and diplomat uh, who was a member of the Democratic Party, serving in numerous positions in the federal government during the 30s and 40s, including the uh, Agricultural Adjustment Administration, Federal Alcohol Administration, Department of the Navy, and the State Department. In 1945, served on the committee that created the U.N., I was a member of the initial U.S. delegations to the U.N., also the 31st governor of Illinois, and was the Democratic nominee for president in both 1952 and 56, losing both, uh, sought the nomination for a third consecutive time in 1960, but lost out to uh, JFK in that regard. Mm -hmm. uh, Dwight Eisenhower was an American Army general and statesman, also was the 34th president of the U.S., um, and that's pretty much that. Um, Jeopardy is an American TV game show uh, that uh, is a quiz-based uh, product. Uh, we have quite a few side characters here. Uh, the Grocery Store Clerk is played by Nick DeMauro, known for uh, NYPD Blue, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Remington Steel, and Hard to Kill. Uh, the old lady that's returning the lamb chop is played by Frances Bay, known for her work in Blue Velvet. She plays Aunt Barbara in that one. Uh, Happy Gilmore, Inspector Gadget, and The Wedding Planner. Uh, also... Um, if I'm right, let me make sure before I say this definitively. Um, so she appears in Seinfeld. That's not what I thought, but uh, as Mrs. Choate in uh, two episodes, uh, including the finale. Um, okay, I think I'm wrong. Yeah, I am, aren't I? Okay, so she appears in um, Twin Peaks uh, in Fire Walk With Me. And then in The Missing Pieces as well as Mrs. Tremond. Uh, so she's mm -hmm. in the two Twin Peaks movies. Never never in the show, but she's in the wow. two movies. Um, the manager of the grocery store is played by David Selberg. Known for The Born Identity, Species, On Deadly Ground, and Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, he plays Dr. Cyrus on Next Gen there, for your information. Uh, Esther, the saxophone player, is played by Peggy Gilbert, who has three acting credits in her career, uh, two other than this one. She also appears in one episode of Madam's Place as Peggy, and one episode of Married with Children as a cheerleader. Uh, the trumpeter from the band is played by Marion Wells, who has only one other acting credit other than this one when she appears in that same episode of Married with Children also as a cheerleader. Uh, the, the, the whole band is played by the Dixie Bells, uh, who do have uh, other credits. Uh, they are on an episode of The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson as the musical guest in that episode, and also appear in a episode of Life with Lucy uh, performing When the Saints Go Marching In. 
then I don't know who this is, but they were on the credit list. So the role of band member is played by Gloria Leroy, uh, who is known for Sid and Nancy, Barfly, Bad Blood, and Sorted Lives. I don't know what uh, band member, I don't know which one that is, but uh, that's it was on the credits list, so I put it on here. Um, the other the other guy volunteering at the hospital when Sophia comes in, the one at the desk, desk. there, yeah. is played by Alan Bloomfield, known for Crank, ER, Cold Dog Soup, and The Wonder Years. Mm. Uh, Mrs. Leonard is played by Ellen Albertini Doe, or Dow, probably Dow, Dow. Uh, known for The Wedding Singer, Wedding Crashers, 54, and Ready to Rumble. Uh, she is also in two episodes of Family Guy when she voices Aunt Helen. Uh, Sam is played by Coco Burnaby, uh, who has only one other acting credit than this one uh, in the film Family Prayers. He plays Robert. It's his only other acting credit. Uh, and Mrs. Carp, last but not least, is played by Darlene Carden, uh, who has a few other roles. So she plays, she's in A Mighty Wind, Scrubs, The Guardian, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She plays um, Boyle's grandma in that, in the one episode therein. So that's that. Um, three new sex partners established in this episode. Wayne, who taps at the window for Blanche. Oh. The waiter who delivered the gazpacho for Blanche. And Preston Bougainvillea for Blanche. So our tally stands, Blanche 57, Dorothy 6, Rose 5, and Sophia 3. That's all I got here. Okay. Uh, all I have for this one is uh, Sophia does not, I mean, it may be the stroke, but she doesn't, she's not a very nice person, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> and this episode shows that, I mean, really good, I think. Um, oh, I will say one thing. I didn't know this originally, but I just thought of this. So, when she's doing the band segment, uh huh, she's not conducting that band. She's worthless. Well, like if that is actually how someone is conducting the band, that is going to sound completely awful. That's how she's, she's not doing establishing it. a tempo. Like no one's going to be able to follow her. No. It's going to sound awful if someone tries to follow what she's doing. Well, <laughs> for for. For your information, the, uh, all the rest at, at the at the grocery store, she she treats the manager, which you know I understand some of them like to do that, but she even treats the person she gets the money back for terrible. Then at the hospital, I mean she when she takes over, you know she's late, and I, I don't care, I'm a volunteer, so I'm late. Get over it, you know. And then there's a whole rack of flowers there for you know maybe 10 different people and one person comes out and says do i have any flowers today and she says no no get away oh wait here just take this whole cart like, oh, wait a minute <laughs> those were, might have been for 10 other people uh, yeah. she just she's not a very nice person in this episode but she is nice to the kid that 
is in the wheelchair. She's nice to him. Uh, so my kitchen observation there was a very colorful blue, red, pink, white, small checkerboard pattern tablecloth. The girls never really did move their furniture. They no, they. I mean, they didn't do anything. <laughs> they didn't I mean, do anything. They did nothing. The whole episode, they sat it's in like the kitchen. Like one of my basically. days. <laughs> uh, my counts for this one, the Saint Olaf story. There was one about pig pen and. For the next, in the next two episodes, remember this one about Pigpen. Okay, I won't. Sicily Italian references, there was one. And that was the only counts we had in this episode. Uh, so my total counts for the series, wedding, planned weddings, there's six. Physical abuses of Rose, nine. St. Olaf stories, 24. Picture it stories, 18. Cheesecakes eaten 12, Sicily Italian story 7, Sicily Italian references 31, the girls mad at each other 15 times, sports 19 of those, 24 games, 9, Stanley Sabornak appearances, the rating, there are some good lines in this one, but overall I just think this is a rather weak episode, very weak, 62 out of 100. Hmm. Uh, I will say, though, also, this is kind of an interesting episode from kind of a, um, I was going to say a narrative standpoint, but that's not really what I mean, but from like an, a, a concept, because, you know, a lot of shows do this, typically you'll see it in, in sitcoms or comedies of some sort, where kind of a, a, typically a more periphery character basically gets an entire episode to themselves. Right. Uh, Bojack does this when, like, Todd has his own episode. Uh, South Park does this uh, quite a few times. Uh, well, like every season, pretty much at this point, South Park does this. Um, but all in all, you know, it's an interesting from a conceptual standpoint for them to essentially render, you know, three quarters of their cast basically useless, useless. Uh, for an episode. Uh -huh. You know, uh, so you know, all in all, though, it it worked out quite well. So. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until the next episode, goodbye.